And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name first. We venture into places unknown as we travel into Jobinian land. The outline for the book has been short and specific. We'll see if we can pick up a few extra things, but I want you to be aware that this story is true and authentic. That's why it's referenced in the New Testament. We had arrived, we are now arriving at a scene that is rarely covered in Holy Writ. It is a sneak peek for those who cannot see with deep spiritual insights. There is a meeting of beings, none of which who are human. Wow. They present themselves to the Lord and we examine the dialogue. We quickly learn that this presentation of themselves is not voluntary. Hmm. Next, an individual entity is singled out. His name is Satan. His name means adversary. He is an opposer. The question of the Lord that the Lord poses to him is either a reminder of his prison on earth or that even in defiance, he must give a response to God. Satan is not omniscient, but he can certainly see everything on the earth. And finally, then the, then the moment begins. God knows what he's gonna, what's going to happen. Okay, so God's setting the whole thing up. He knows what's going to happen. Satan does not know. This is not a test for God to prove himself. This is a lesson to show Satan that he cannot defeat God. And it is a lesson to teach Job that Job doesn't know everything. It's a two for one. God wastes nothing. He starts the gamemanship by bragging about Job. Well, why didn't God tell Job about that? Because that would have changed the dynamic of the challenge. And here we go. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavily talk. Here's what else we're looking at during this show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David at he must org. That's David at he must org. It does work. I do get emails. People do email me during the show. I'm just a little slower on the emails, but they do work. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. But something special does happen when you make that call. When you call 972-445-0770, I want you to be aware that you will be talking to Mighty Gabriel. You know what that's like, talking to Mighty Gabriel? 
That's like winning a raffle for pink ping pong balls. Yeah. And then you will fly. Just think about that winning pink ping pong balls. That's pretty good right there. Uh, bottom line is we're going to do we're going to cover a bunch of different stuff. I want to make sure you understand that uh, if you've got something that you want to share, if you've got a praise report or a prayer request, maybe something's going on in your life and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm getting this, this sense or this this kind of understanding that the Lord is working this thing out in my life. And I, I need to have a little bit more thankfulness or praise in, in the process. Hey, it's a great time to opportunity for you to share that with your brothers and sisters. Or if you've got something that's going on and it's a heavy burden, like we prayed for John and for uh, his grandkids and we want to keep praying for everybody and nobody, nobody gets left out. We pray for everybody on a continual basis. But if you got something real specific, you need people to join with you. Great. Let's do it. Let's pray together. But the bottom line is we're here to encourage one another, strengthen one another, bless one another as we see the day of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. His return is getting so much closer. You don't even have to listen to the news anymore. Well, first of all, I'd tell you to be careful listening to the news because the majority of it's a lie. And you should know that. They're, they're prophets of the enemy. And Satan is a liar, as we're going to find out. But the bottom line is this. The bottom line is that you can stay Stay close to God, not be discouraged by things that you hear, and understand that he has you covered in the front, in the back, to the north, the south, the east, and the west. He is on your side. And as he gets closer, that return gets closer, you want to just draw closer and closer in to him. And if you think you've reached that plateau, you're wrong. You have not reached it. You can always draw closer. Here is a trivia question. Let's just just do one with Satan because we're talking about Satan anyway. What happened to Jesus when Satan left him after tempting him in the wilderness? Ooh. What happened to Jesus when Satan left him after tempting him in the wilderness? If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to reach out to us during the show. That number again, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I would think that the place to look at that would probably be Matthew chapter 24. That seems like a good place to go there. All right. Uh, Keep in mind, any topic is open for conversation, primarily because it's not a professional radio show. It's never been a professional radio show. It is not now, nor will ever be a professional radio show. And as most of you understand what I say, uh, it's really like two cans and a string. It's about the best we got. Yeah, we're doing the best we can. All righty. A couple things I do want to bring up. Make sure you guys know what's going on. Keep you in the loop. We do have somebody that's going to answer, but let me tell you this real quickly. September 
23rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. September 23rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. Noel and I will be traveling to Tennessee to grab the grandkids, uh, to get a chance to uh, meet Anna, the new baby, and to bring uh, Addiebug and Isaiah Anthony back home with us to spend a couple weeks with us. So there will be a replay on the 23rd and the 25th as we will be traveling to Tennessee. So you can keep us in prayer for that. Uh, shouldn't be that big a deal. We're excited to go, but uh, long drives don't exactly make me happy. So maybe we'll just have some good time. The Lord will bless us in that. All right. So that's that. The trivia question. We have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. We do. So let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. All right. Now, this is a good question because we're going to be teaching. I'm going to be teaching on this part of this when we get into the Job text. But what happened to Jesus when Satan left him after tempting him in the wilderness? Well, my memory's right. Uh, angels came to minister to him. That is exactly correct, sir. A hundred percent. In fact, angels are defined as ministers to the heirs of salvation. Oh, that'd be Amen. us. Yeah, that's us. Amen. Thank you. Uh, so, Amen. so whatever their process. Now, I'm not a big fan of telling angels what to do. That's <laughs> kind of it can, it can, it can be a little goofy. But I love the fact that there's a whole group on our side that we don't even see, and yet they're there to help us all the way by the grace of God. Amen. I, I believe strongly in angels very much so. Yep. Yeah, God has to help us. I know he's kept me out a lot of accidents and stuff, I'm sure. I have so. no doubt about it. I'm just absolutely 1,000% convinced that God has spared us numerous times, and we wouldn't Amen. know it. Amen. So, Amen. Love it. Great yeah. job, my brother. How are things otherwise? Everything's good. Um, everything's good. Um, concerts every day, just about, and... Uh, so planting water and seeds, like uh, I'm all things to all men that I might win one to Christ, as Paul would say. Because um, when I do country concerts, I just do them to be able to plant the seed in it. Uh, if, they, if they were paying me to do a concert for country, just country, I wouldn't even do it. But now that I have the opportunity to put a gospel CD in, in with my CDs at a giveaway, well, uh, then they get the seed and uh, they have to make a choice in whether they want to believe it or not. So, Yep. Excellent. Uh, that is excellent, brother. And we want to give you that. We want you to have that props and want people to be able to also help you out and, uh, and to support you in prayer and in financial giving or any other ways that the Lord can use to, to bless you in it. Because it's a ministry, and we want to do ministry together. That's our goal. Yeah, and uh, that's, uh, I mean, whatever. I just, I always, <laughs> I always uh, desire prayers from everybody because that's, yep. uh, that's our connection to heaven yep. and that uh, we need it. So yeah, right. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you, you. You got it, brother. Yep. And people need to pray for our brother Ace. He's got ministry going on. You got to ask the Lord to bless him, guide him, direct him, encourage him, and strengthen yep. him. Amen. Yeah, mainly strength and, uh, uh, you know, just. Give me extra strength that I need to carry on. That's right. You got it. Love it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. God bless you, Appreciate you, bro. you guys. Thank you. We bless everybody out there, all our family out there with good health and wealth in Jesus' blood name. Amen. Amen. Talk to y'all later. Amen. So that now that now becomes everybody's burden who's, who who heard that. See, here's how I look at this, and I know we've talked about this, but this is kind of a cool thing. So in the in the parable where you have the good Samaritan, what was the big thing about the Samaritan who ran into the guy? He ran into this guy who was beaten up, right? 
right? And so God brought them together universe-wise, okay? Right? Love that. And so Brother Ace, he's in your universe, yours. He's just He just walked in your path and is telling you, I need prayer. And you definitely want to be praying for him. He's a great brother in the Lord. He's been a supporter for our show since we started. And uh, we want the Lord to bless him and give him strength. Join him in his struggle. Romans 15, 13, 30. Join him in his struggle by praying for him. That, that's what we want you to do, right? And that's your burden. My burden. I carry it every day. Your burden too, right? You used to have a great, uh, great teaching in church. Your vision, your burden. Your burden, your vision. <laughs> And the people have stopped telling you what you should do at the church. Uh, I will take our break, actually, and then come back. We'll get into the Job thing. We've got lots and lots and lots to cover. Uh, I love teaching stuff like this. It's some of my fave. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station. Uh, when we come back, we'll be looking at the big brag. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul. Stop that boy, don't let him go. Stop that boy, don't let him go. What is the David Spoon experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the board. My next guest has been on the show before with a prior book. I'm very excited to talk to him about this book. I've seen a couple of the interviews that he's done, and this book is a great apologetic book on Christology, and I'm hoping that people will really enjoy this. First and foremost, let's welcome back to our show, David Lima. David, how are you doing, sir? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent book, by the way. Big props. For writing the Thank true you. Jesus, uncovering the divinity of Christ in the Gospels. I I know they give me a list, and I know you know they give a list for us to ask questions. But uh, if you remember from the last time you were on the show, I I rarely look at that list. <laughs> so, no, that's good. Yeah, because I like to get from from you as the author, you know, kind of where it was going and what you were thinking. So let's just talk about at the core level, you know, for the purpose of writing this book, what was the big goal you were trying to accomplish in writing the true Jesus? Well, I started out, I wanted to write a, a, a primer, a survey, an introduction to the New Testament. And as I got into it, I realized that I could not cover it adequately with sufficient depth. So I asked the publisher regularly if I could narrow the focus to just the Gospels, uh, because the Gospels are where you see the living Son of God and you encounter Him. Uh, and you, you sit at His feet and, and hear His teachings and you watch Him uh, and you observe his behavior and his authoritative teaching and his empathy for human beings, and you see his declaration of divinity uh, and why he, uh, he, he led the, the Jewish authorities to want to crucify him because he was, in fact, claiming to be God because he is God. And so I want the, his divinity and his full humanity to, 
to jump off the pages uh, in of my book. And it, the book is a is a compendium of the four gospels in a consolidated account, not attempting to be a harmony, which uh, you can't totally do, uh, and in a roughly chronological form. The ultimate goal, and with with a running commentary, the ultimate goal is I want people, I want to inspire people to read the Gospels and the Bible for themselves. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. Uh, let me double check with Gabriel because I did not bring this up to him, and I'm supposed to tell him this ahead of time. But do we still have the horn, that one special horn? I feel in my heart we should play that horn. All right, and let's play it one more time because of how emphasis I made that. Do you like that English? How emphasis I made that. <laughs> it's brilliant, eh? Brilliant. All right, uh, true or false in Numbers? So this is in the book of Numbers. Remember, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. In the book of Numbers, the angel told Balaam to return home. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That would be the uh, number. Uh, text 214-210-8483. And then david at he must increase.org. That would be the email. Let me give props to Joanne and Cordelia. They have pow, pow, powed. Every every answer so far, which means that they've been first on every answer. Pretty good. That's pretty good stuff right there. Uh, nice job, ladies. Uh, bottom line is true or false. In numbers, the angel told Balaam to return home. Is that uh, correct or not? Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. Again, I just want to reiterate because I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Uh, website, right? Website, he must increase that you know about, right? Uh, there's new information being put on that website all the time. And if you have an opportunity to give, we need it because this is the first time in like six or eight months we've been much lower than we normally are. I hate to bring that up, but it is what it is. I got to deal with that. And then September... 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th. So it's going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We will be driving up to Tennessee about 60 miles. I can't remember if they're 60 miles east of Tennessee, uh, east of Memphis, I mean. And then picking up the uh, grandkids and uh, seeing the new baby and then bringing them back. So we'll have a couple of really good replays. And you guys can be praying for traveling mercies for us as well. And then don't hesitate to pray for me in regards to my ear, which... <laughs> Like, you ever feel like you've gone through one thing and then you just get through that and then this other thing comes and then you just get through that and then you get the other thing and then something else comes and you get through that and you get through that? Yeah, we got that going on. I mean, it's not true, but it feels that way, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the text. I don't want to skip that anymore. We'll go back to the trivia question afterwards. Uh, we'll do the humor in a segment later on, okay? All right, here's, here's what the text says. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, the accuser, came with them. 
Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been going back and forth across the earth, watching everything that's going on. So let's do this introduction. Satan, the word means Satan uh, in the Hebrew and in the Greek, actually it means adversary or foe. Okay, so all you have to know is when you said yes to Jesus, awesome that you said yes to Jesus, totally the best decision you've ever made in your life, single best decision you've ever made in your life, but you also inherited somebody who don't like you. And yes, I know that's not proper English and I don't care. The bottom line is this dude don't like us. That's how it goes. And so one day the angels come to present this, themselves before the Lord. And in some translations in the Hebrew would say the sons of God. Uh, and that's really a reference point to angels. I know people want to say, well, you've got the Nephilim and you've got this group and you got this group. And all the Greek mythology came out of this uh, Genesis 6, which it actually did because it predates it by hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years. And the bottom line is that they're presented as angels. They're not presented as a third or fourth race. We don't know much about the angels angels as much as we think we know. We know some, but not a lot. We know they're heirs of salvation. That's what the scripture says. We know they're, they're like the wind. We know that there's demonic and then there's, which is kind of the evil nature of angels. And then there's uh, angels that are good, so to speak. And they're, that's the, the nature of God. And so there's two groups they're opposing. And when people miss that this whole thing is about good and evil, you're missing it. You're just missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it. The angels came to present themselves before the Lord. There's nothing in that construction of the Hebrew that allows anybody to interpret that as willfully. There's just nothing there. They had to present themselves to the Lord. It's almost like a command, an unspoken command. And Satan, the accuser, is with him. Hey, guess what? God, I don't know if he blew a whistle. <laughs> God blew a whistle, right? <laughs> Something. And they all had to come. And see, this is the glimpse that you and I are like, what? What do you mean? All the angels had to come? Good, bad, and indifferent? Yep. The angels, all of them? Yep. Good, bad, and indifferent? Yep. They had to present themselves before the Lord. If those demons or Satan could not present himself and be in defiance, he would. He can't. You got as powerful and much more powerful than you and I by ourselves. As powerful as Satan is, he's not. He's not any match for God, especially in the capacity when Satan is thrown out of heaven. God doesn't get up to do it. He has Michael do it. All right, Michael, throw him out. <laughs> I'm not even getting up. So the idea is to understand where the real power lies and understand this is a serious, very serious. Remember, in Genesis 3, very serious. It's wrought about the destruction of man's fellowship with God by man's stupid choices, which we continue to make, even though we know better. And it's just that Satan has to present himself, and God specifically picks him out. Where have you come from? Do you think God is inquiring to find out? Nope. Satan has to answer. And he says, well, many think uh, I have been going back and forth across the earth because he's stuck. He's like, what? Well, part of his judgment is he ain't leaving there. He's stuck on the earth. And he does say this, and I know people don't like it, but don't try and undo the text. I've been walking back and forth, and I think the, the King James says roaming, which might be a better translation, back and forth across the earth, watching everything that's going on. 
Do you know how long Satan has been dealing with humanity? Since the beginning of humanity. He knows the tricks of the trade. He knows what it is that pushes buttons. He knows what it is to lead into temptation. He knows what it does. But he still has to respond to God. And I, and I want to make sure you understand that while we have a foe and we're encouraged to fight the foe, and in fact, James 4, 7, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee. The devil does not flee because of you. Okay, you don't make anybody flee. But if you submit yourself to God and you are surrendered to God and the power of God is operating in you, then that resistance is by connection of the Holy Spirit in the name and authority of Jesus Christ, granted by the grace and mercy and love of the Father. And that's where you're able to resist and Satan cannot stand against that. But in the meantime, he's checking everything out, looking at all this. You don't think he's, I mean, you have to know he's hanging out in governments. You have to. You have to know that. So before we get to the big brag, which is amazing, I want to point out two things. As we get into this text, and it's something to keep in mind, Satan has to ask permission to do what he's going to do. Okay. The problem there is that God grants it. Satan had to ask permission in the New Testament to do something to Peter. The problem there is that God granted it. It's not as though the Lord could just go, nope, you just disappear. But that's not how God operates. That's not the dynamics by which he functions. And the idea that... Um, that the redemption of mankind brings about the cessation of Satan is contrary to every book that's in the best. It's just ridiculous. When Jesus blows the trumpet and establishes the kingdom, be it the premillennial kingdom or, a, or whatever form of kingdom, then the redemption of the earth will come forward. That's a completely different aspect, but that nothing stops until there's the cessation of death and death is buried out. Just you got to think that. Oh, that's how it goes. That's how it is. A lot of eschatology in Job, isn't there? Funny, isn't it? All right. Well, we'll answer this question and then we'll take our break. True or false? In Numbers, the angel told Balaam to return home. That is false. The angel told him to continue, but only to speak what he was commanded. That's Numbers chapter 22, verse 35. He didn't say go home. He said, you're in this situation. Now I'm going to use you. Kind of like this whole thing with Satan. Oh, there you go. All right, folks, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. AAM Radio Show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Well, all, all amps are louder. Because you see, ours, normally, an amp goes from 1 to 10, see? But ours, they go, they go to 11, see? So ours are one more. They're louder. See? So you turn them all the way to 11. All the way up. They're louder. <laughs> I have saved the best for the We're last. Because I know almost what I am doing, but not quite. The David Spoon Experience. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Should be a good one for you. The angel in the New Testament told Zechariah that his son, his son would come in the power of which Old Testament prophet? The angel told Zechariah, New Testament Zechariah, Luke, that his son would come in the power of which Old Testament prophet? Ooh. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in to 14210-8483, or you can send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. We will also send you up to the website here because I'm supposed to send you up to the website because that's what it says in my little piece of paper. Send them to the website. Uh, so I'm sending you to the website. There's uh, three. Yeah, listen, check out the website. If you're having a problem because you've bookmarked the old site, just type in 
hemustincrease.org. There's tons of cool stuff on there, lots of encouragement on there. Check it out, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. waiting for after that now is the what's up doc thing (laughs) wait wait, where's the what's up doc thing all right uh we have uh history so let me find my piece of paper that has history on it because i want to do history because like i said i i take the time to to write it out so let's go ahead and play our history sound So we do have somebody calling in, so I'm going to do the history. And then while they're calling in, we'll have Gabriel put them on hold while I'm telling you the history. Here are some some history things on this. Uh, It is more herbs, less salt day. I have no idea what that means, and I don't care. National Chop Suey Day. National Chop Suey. Okay. Uh, it is also uh, 1831 on this day, Mike, Michael Faraday discovered the electromagnetic induc- induction. I can talk. Uh, 1885, the world's first motorcycle is patented by Gottlieb Daimler. Really? I did not know that. Uh, That's not interesting. That's not interesting. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, 1967. So some of you will remember this. The fugitive, the one-armed man, uh, was killed by Lieutenant Gerald on the final episode of the TV series The Fugitive. This is the most watched television series episode up to that time. It was watched by 78 million people. See, back then, that's a ton. Right now, you don't think it's a ton. The, what broke that was the Who Shot JR episode. So, okay. All right. That's the history. You're probably not any smarter from hearing it, but that's okay. Somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. <laughs> knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. All right, you ready for this one? This is a good one. I really actually like this one because uh, there, there's two answers that have come through, and only one of the two is right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that you guessed the right one. Here it is. The angel told Zechariah that his son would come in the power of which Old Testament prophet? Elijah. That is correct, ma'am. You are right. <laughs> And so the, the tricky part is some people would think, was that Elisha? And it's like, nope, that was Elijah. That's uh, the J one. So that's it. You got that exactly, exactly correct. Excellent job once again, ma'am. You are fantastic. <laughs> All right. Hey, I was wondering if you could pray for a friend of mine. Sure. From Detroit, actually. What's your name? And um, her name is Therese and her daughter is uh, having a um, biopsy done, and we just want hope it will be uh, benign. Okay. All right. And so I'm praying for Teresa. It's actually Teresa's daughter that, that we're worried Christine. about. Christine. Uh-huh. Christine. Is that her name? Yes. All right. Let's pray. Let's do it right now. Father.
Father, Thank we you. come before you right now. We lift up Teresa. And first of all, just as, a, as, as somebody involved, it's heartbreaking when you hear something about somebody. It doesn't matter. And so we're just asking for you to cast out any kind of spirit of fear. Let her have a confidence, a faith, a comfort. And we're lifting up Christine to you. And we're asking, Lord, that whatever this growth is, whatever this attack is, whatever is going on health-wise, you can cure her in a moment. And so we're offering our faith to you, knowing nothing is impossible with you, and that we are asking you, we're petitioning you, we're laying it before you, please bring healing for Christine and her physical body and then for Teresa and her heart as this whole process goes and let them both know this has come from the hand of God. We just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, David. And I was just wondering if you could also just pray for my brother, Bill. You bet. Is Bill just uh, struggling? Yeah. Okay. We will. I, I, this is one I'll lay on the audience. So Deborah has a brother okay. named Bill, and everybody needs to pray. just mention Bill. The Lord knows everything that's going on. Ask the Lord to reach into His life and to make the changes that need to be changed. Need to be changed. Okay. Thank you so much. Are uh, you welcome, Deborah? God bless. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, one of our special, special, special people. All right, so uh, all right, we'll do the, the joke thing later. It's okay. It's, it's actually, there's two of them. One's funnier than the other. Uh, she did a good job in the trivia, so good there. Going back into Job. So now if you've missed some of this in Job, you probably should listen to it only because it kind of leads up or it builds up. And I want to I want to. Careful, I, and I could break here, but I'm not gonna. I wanted you to be careful to understand something that goes on, that goes on in all of our lives, and we are clueless. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love that people always think that they know everything that's going on. It's like I, I've always maintained that if for one solid sixty seconds God pulled everybody's uh, mask off of their face, and that for a moment they could see all the angels. And all the demons, it'd be quite a different world. <laughs> just, I'm just going with that. And I think a lot of people would be amazed where some of the demons are hanging out and where some of the angels are hanging out. But that's just me. That's just my opinion on it. Let's go back to the text. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. Did they have an option? No. They were there to present themselves. Satan, the accuser, came with them. Why? Because he had to. He wouldn't if he didn't. He has to. Where have you come from, the Lord asks. And as you read it, you also get the impression, you almost get the impression, it's not mocking, but it's like, hey, where'd you come from? You stuck on earth? Oh, yeah, you stuck on earth. Huh? Satan answered, I have been going back and forth across the earth, watching everything that's going on. So he knows all the things that are going on in the human planes. All right? He's kind of watching everything that's going on. It's not omniscient. Satan's not omniscient. But he is... What? He's an accuser. His name means adversary. He's a foe. All right? Remember that. You know, there's sometimes, Jesus even taught this one time where, remember he's talking about the, the, the sowing of the seed, and, the, and one time there's this, the, in the seed uh, parable, there's tares that grow up with it, and, and then they said, what happened? And, he, and Jesus says, in the parable, an enemy has done this. There's an enemy to the kingdom of God. It's not just people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. There is spiritual warfare going on for every Christian. The ones that don't see it are just blinded to it. Doesn't mean they're not going through it. Okay? All right. So then he says this. I, I, I just 
The Lord asks Satan. So they're having a conversation in case you haven't figured this out. Have you noticed my servant Job? I, I just, you just know, you cannot say anything about this. This is bragging. Have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. A man of complete integrity. Fears God and has nothing to do with evil. By the way, that is God talking in the third person, if you're trying to figure that out. And so he says, this out of all the stuff that's gone on, he's like, have you considered this guy? This guy is fantastic. He's like one of my buddies. What happens is that Satan goes after him, right? But what you and I need to understand is this is in holy writ for who? Is it in holy writ for Satan? No. Is it in holy writ for God? No. Is it in holy writ for Job? Job's already up there. It's in holy writ for you and me. And there's times where you're going through a trial and you get to understand why God says rejoice in trials. Because what if God is bragging about you? What if he is? What if, what if he's saying, have you considered my servant? Look how great Eric's doing. Have you considered my servant, Deb? Look at how Ginny is, keeps moving forward. Look at Joanne and Cordelia standing firm in this. How do you know? Look at Al still pushing through on all of this stuff. How do you know? Look at Annika and Neil standing firm. You don't know. You don't know if that's happening. This is where the play comes in, where you understand, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. There has to be a confidence in God. There has to be an absolute trust in the character of God. God doesn't let Satan attack, or let me rephrase that. God doesn't use Satan's minion activities for nothing. It's always for something. There's always value. There's always something God is doing that's way beyond the scope. And this, both of these things are just absolutely true. Satan couldn't get out of it. He had to, he had to respond, and God was setting it up. He's bragging about Job and about to put down Satan. And Satan has to just try to fight his way out. It's not going to win. Never has. Never will. Oh, you got man to rebel. But God had a plan in place. Where was Jesus chosen as the lamb? Before the foundation of the earth, which means before Adam was ever created. God was ready before anything happened. God knows what's going on. He's really the only one in charge. It's his play. We are characters in his play. Get it? All right. Uh, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running, running. The David Spoon Experience. I am such a sinner. Not just a sinner. I am such a sinner. I'm like the biggest sinner ever. That's how I felt. And then it was the understanding that God really cared about me. And therein lies the key. 
because God did care. He does care. And it's the same for you. You're listening to me. He does care. And that pain you're going through, it makes him weep. And you might say, well, you can't back that up spiritually or scripturally. Yes, I can. John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept, not for Lazarus. Lazarus was getting up in five minutes, but all the grief and the pain around him. Come on. God has a heart. His heart's bigger than your heart. So here's part of the things that I, I mean, I'm skipping, I'm skipping light years. I'm just going past it. But it's like when that guy started crying and I started getting mad and then he said it was, this is how the Lord feels for you. And this is the, the Lord's heart for you. It just showed me I'm so hard hearted. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a, a rock, but not in a good way. You know, I'm like a, like a dumb rock. Like, oh man, what's the matter with me? And so, you know what he did when he was done doing that? Because now I'm gone, right? Because now, you know, how do you think after after that happens, how do you think I feel? Okay. So now I'm like, please pray for me. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm just lost. And he prays for me. And it's powerful. It's like, you know, it's unbelievable. It's just really, very, really, really powerful. Here's the thing that leads up to it. Now, are we ready? Because that is the, the powerful point, especially when he cried. But it turns out that I went to that church for a little while. You want to hear something absolutely, positively, mind-blowing, amazing? Three months later on a Sunday night, I was preaching in that church. And I was preaching Romans 1.16, the very first thing I ever taught in my life. In that church, in Pastor David Huntsworth Church, Abundant Life in Dillon, Colorado. And I'll tell you one thing that I hope you really hear. And that is that one experience so affected me. I was never the same person again. It just showed me that God really does care. We're pretty hard hearted. Yeah, we're kind of, we're mashugi from time to time. Not God. He's totally awesome. to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I love doing that, by the way, in case you're wondering. I think it's great. I think the station is great. I think Don is a great guy. I mean, it's just amazing that he's willing to to do what he's doing. And then, you know, Jennifer is just like, you can't. The station runneth not. <laughs> Let me just say it this way. The station runneth not without Jennifer. All right. Here's your trivia question. Trivia, trivia, trivia question. Before we do that, somebody's calling in. Do they have a question, a comment, something they want to share? All right. Let's send them on through first because I had a feeling something might switch up here. So go ahead and send them through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, Dr. David. This is Joy Ann. Hi, Joy Ann. So good How to are hear you. you. <laughs> How are you? 
I'm fine. Thank you for preaching about Joe, preaching and teaching. What a what a great subject. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> I, it's such a it's such a great book. And we give Annika props. Annika was like, We gotta hear Job, gotta hear Job. Like, okay. <laughs> well, I just quickly want to share a praise and a um, also a prayer request. Yep. Fire away. And then I'll let you get on with the wonderful topic. <laughs> Fire away. It's all you. Okay. Okay. So first of all, um, y'all have been praying for our friend Travis, who had the liver transplant on the 11th, and he did get to go home last Monday, and he called us. He and his wife, Melissa, called us on Wednesday, and he sounded so good. And he really is a miracle. The doctors didn't expect him to live, and he is just such an answer to prayer. Wow. So thank you all for praying for Travis. We re- rejoice in what the Lord is going to do through this whole experience. Maybe they'll write a book. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, and then I, I have a, a prayer request. Sure. I, um, I was thinking about, you know, you're going to be traveling, you and Noel, to see your beautiful family, the Schillers up there in, I think you said Tennessee. Correct. And we'll we'll pray for traveling mercies. And I pray um, that um, I'll have traveling mercies as well as, well as um, some of my nurse friends. Um, tomorrow, I leave for um, the Branson, Missouri area to have a 45th ORU Nurses Reunion. Wow. And I'm so excited. Yes, and, and just godly women, and we'll just share stories and prayer and praise together. But um, would you pray for our um, safety as we travel? Yes. And I'll be driving, so it's a long drive. <laughs> but yeah. the Lord will be with us, so thank you. Let's pray. Let's do that right now. Father, we come before you right now. You are awesome, Lord. You bring people together like this. It's so cool. And Lord, we just ask that you would bless with traveling mercies. And I mean traveling mercies just like Nehemiah prayed for. Just like, yeah, no, we need angels going before us and behind us all the direction long. And there'd be no distractions. There'd be no things that would create problems. There'd be no fear. There'd be no stress. There'd be no anxiety. We rebuke that anxiety. You've not given us that anxiety. And we can make a a choice not to be afraid and not to be worried. And instead, Lord, that this entire trip would be a blessing from start to finish, from the beginning to the end, and everywhere in between, that this fellowship of these people getting together, these women that were getting together, and the, the, the fellowship of these families would just be outstanding and refreshing to each one. And they would just know the presence and the grace that comes from you and be blessed because of it. And that even from this fellowship, they would take that and share with others the greatness of your presence and of your kindness and of your love. Just keep these gals safe. Keep everybody safe who's traveling there and let them have an excellent time honoring you and being blessed in fellowship together as family. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, amen, David. And and one thing, too, I just want you to know I'll be praying for your ear <laughs> and, of course, for John, his granddaughter, Nola, for uh, Deborah's request, for Ace. Uh, just thank you for just 
creating in our radio audience such a, a community of love and caring and prayer. So I won't get to call in the rest of the week. Just know I'll be praying. All right. You got <laughs> We love you, you guys. You got it. Thank Have an you. awesome time, by the way. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a blessing. Yay. All right. Uh, okay. I didn't do trivia, though. <laughs> Now that she hung up, I could have probably, I could have put, I could have put that right with her. Uh, here's your trivia question, so I will give somebody a chance to answer. Uh, who, according to Psalm eight, was made a little lower than the angels? So the, you have the location, right? It's Psalm eight. <laughs> so, okay. so who, according to Psalm eight, was made a little lower than the angels? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Um, if you can, if you want to, you can reach out. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Hopefully, if somebody calls in, I won't forget to give the answer because that could happen. Uh, let's uh, make sure we follow this text. And so why this text is so huge, I think people will... Well, uh, can appreciate the, this being in the beginning of the po- poetry section. So you got the Job, uh, you know, the poetry before the Psalms and so on. The reason this is so important is because it, it affects every one of us to such a large degree. It's important to note that in Matthew chapter 4, the first thing that happens after Jesus is presenting himself for ministry is that he goes through this temptation process in the wilderness with Satan. There's a lot of different uh, theories on that. And I think actually quite quite honestly, I think a bunch of them are really kind of cool. I've not, you know, committed, well, there's only three temptations. Well, I don't, well, I don't know if that's true or not, but I know there's only three that's recorded that way. Here's what I also know, that that was part of it before Jesus went into public ministry. Okay. I mean, that you, you can get that. And so if that was the case in the gospel in Matthew, and that's the case we see in, in Ephesians chapter six, which everybody knows about putting on the armor of the Lord. I mean, it's like you just see this flush throughout the scripture. There's a war. And in that war, there is no level that the enemy can take it that does not have approval. But that, again, does not mean that he cannot take it deep. It means that he can take it deep. But the Lord, there's a limit. And he's limited. And that limit is important to understand that this is not a free-for-all. You're not in this fight with you against this uh, fallen being who by himself could probably uh, obliterate you or destroy you, but cannot do that because this other being who is his superior is on your side. It's like, oh, that's good. But that doesn't mean that there's no war. And so it's important to grasp from our, my perspective, from your perspective, look, there's an enemy. The warfare is real. So you go back to this passage, and then we'll get the caller on the, on the trivia. You go back to this passage, and you say, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. By the way, I pray this every day, just in case you're wondering part of my devotions. I probably do about 100 scriptures every time uh, I'm, I'm with the Lord. Most of them are the same. The idea is this. I can't stop Satan. But the Holy Spirit inside me through the authority of Jesus Christ, given by the power and the grace of God, that's different. And the Holy Spirit with me, that's different because me and God, that's a majority. And I say, yep, I'm with it. And it's important to understand that when we surrender to God, then we can resist. And the enemy has to jet. He has to flee. That word flee, I I know it's going to be really bizarre to hear it, but it means run away. That's exactly what it means. 
I always think of Monty Python when when the bunny rabbit starts going crazy. And then they all go, run away, run away. <laughs> so I always think about that. All right, we do have some. So just remember that when you're in the warfare. There's, there's tactical limitations. And you have the ability to be fully empowered as much as you submit to the Lord. Let's go ahead and bring that person through for the trivia. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing all right, Gary. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I have one ear sticking out one direction and the other ear is working hard. <laughs> that's what I got going on. <laughs> but praise the Lord. It's what hey, it did is. you receive your doctorate? Yes, I did receive the doctorate. And uh, I, I am a doctor, although I don't really say a lot about it, huh? Just like, eh, you know. I just know somebody called in or talked to you, referred to you as doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, that, I, I'm a doctor, although my kids will know. Never call me that. So, is it a PhD <laughs> theology? Uh, it's a, what it is. It's a doctorate in strategic Christian ministry. Awesome. So, kind of a different. It's one of the. It's only a, there's only a few of us, I guess. Who knows? It's, it's a small club, I guess. That's what they tell me. All right, my friend, we got to do the trivia question, and I'm going to let you fire it away. Who was made a little lower than the angels? Man, that is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> That's a great way to end the show, Gary. That's exactly it. Man needs to remember his place in the in the chain of things. It's uh, you know God is up there, and then you got the angels, then man. <laughs> it's like yeah. well, there you go. Excellent job, brother. I really okay. appreciate it. I, I prayed for all of you yesterday, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. We greatly appreciate it. We love you. We really okay. do. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.